This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom and welcome to Practical Spirituality here in Asia Torah in the old city of Jerusalem overlooking the Western Wall. Today we're discussing the no-fat movement. The no-fat movement has to do with, with men and women, but specifically men, who are working on conserving their seed. That's a very rabbinical way of saying, you know, take a cold shower, basically. And, uh, and it, this is, uh, you know, something that's part of ancient Jewish tradition, and it's also part of, of uh, ancient Chinese medicine. The ancient Chinese medicine always says to conserve the seed. And even in, um, even, I mean, ancient Chinese go further than the Jews on the extremities of this, and that they say even married couples while involved in relations, they should also conserve their seed, that the men should conserve their seed. Now, that's not Judaism. Judaism says, you know, definitely when in, in relations with one's spouse, they should, they should definitely not be conserving their seed in that particular situation. But what's it all about? And the answer is it's all about personal strength. And we have a mission in the Pirkei Avos that talks about this kind of personal power, and that's the famous line, Ezehu Gibor, who is the strong man? And the answer is, Hakoivishes es Yitzray, someone who is able to subdue or conquer his, um, his base desire. A person who can conquer his base desire, that's the strong man. Okay, that's what makes you strong. And that's very interesting to note because often we look at powerful people as kind of gluttonous. You know, like, you know, when you're powerful, you get to do whatever you want, whenever you want to do it. That's the way most people look at power. Uh, the more powerful you are, the more free you are to, to act according to your whim. Well, well, Judaism uh, definitely does not believe that. And as I said, ancient Chinese medicine doesn't. And probably most spiritual traditions, I'm sure in India, also believe that abstinence is power. And and the, the more you abstain from things, the, the more power you get. And I have watched this over the years because I've been, uh, I'm now uh, here 20, I'm 28 years here, and I'm receiving all these 28 years secular men to the yeshiva here because we have a study hall where men will study for many years and, and develop themselves you know, as Jewish men who are not raised observant. And these secular men, they come in and they, uh, uh, some of them are, are uh, strong and some of them are, meaning physically strong, and some of them are very wealthy people and some of them have great academic careers behind them and, and some of them are big business people and they, that, some of these guys are quite accomplished, but what, they all are quite weak in this uh, particular category because you know, they're from a society, a Western society, that says that, you know, basically uh, that sexual expression is good no matter what, you know, no matter what, even if one's by themselves. And, the, and of course, this was a whole coming out from the thumb of the dark age in the church and God knows what, that, where they, they uh, you know, had to liberate them, what they had to liberate themselves from. But here's the interesting thing is, like, who am I to call them weak? And the answer is, well, let me tell you why I would call them weak is because when they started hearing about the fact that, that 
that in Judaism we say abstain. And we also have a famous saying that it's one, it's the only animal that the more you feed it, the hungrier it gets. And the more you leave it alone, the more it leaves you alone. Which is also a very interesting fact that, that when someone feeds that animal, it just gets hungrier and hungrier. Which, which is very interesting, whereas the more you, you abstain from it, the more it just becomes a side point. Now, but who am I to say that these guys were weak? And the answer is, because they became so powerful. Is the ones, and you can almost like, it was almost like a line in the sand between those who succeeded, because I'll tell you the truth, to, to stay in, from a secular background, to stay in this environment, in Jerusalem, in a study hall, and you're like a little baby. You, you, don't, you barely can do the language, if at all. You don't know how to learn the Talmudic law, which is what everyone's doing. You know, and and you, you certainly don't have any muscles for keeping the Sabbath or kosher food dietary laws, etc. It's going to take strength. It's going to take massive strength. But here's the interesting thing. is You could like literally separate the men from the children, the men from the boys, by the men who took on to not spill seed. Those men who took on to not spill seed are the ones who were much more likely at a direct correlation to being able to withstand the, the tribulations of becoming observant, which was like, you know, very daunting and, and a mountain to climb like any other mountain, like it's Everest, to become observant. And, but the ones who were, were good at refraining, who took on to refrain, spilling your seed had a much more likelihood of sticking it out and the men who would come up to me as a rabbi and just say rabbi it's just too hard sorry to use that term and it's and they would eventually crash they all wound up crashing and leaving and i would sometimes get to meet them on their way out of you know this institution Ashadar, and i i would say to them like where are you going and, he, and he's like i'm out of here you know and there was no convincing him back and, you know, and of course, I'd been his, you know, helping him with his struggles with, you know, with uh, what we call Shmirat Abris, um, keeping the, the covenant. That's what we call it, the keeping of the covenant, because the, the, the covenant with God is the circumcision. And so, and so the, so in, or guarding, sorry, guarding the covenant. So I knew his struggles. So I said to the guy, like, so at least stay in yeshiva, keep learning Torah, and, and you're like, don't worry about it. You know, like, okay, so you're bad at one thing. One thing you weren't able to do. You didn't have the strength, but do everything else. No, gone. And amazing the power that ignited in who you would consider pretty powerful people from their successful backgrounds. But when they took on to guard this, the covenant, when they took on the, you know, as they call it today, the no fap movement when they took on the the Jerusalem style no fat movement they um, they just became giantly powerful individuals and we got to see the before and after so we saw these men these boys become powerful men and they really became powerful men well it's very easy to see that on a um, you know just on a pie chart how it creates power and that's not hard to do because, because if you look at if you look at the mental real estate of a person, you know, if you look at your mental real estate, so it's obviously going to get divided up, you know, by various things. 
it gets divided up in quite more than those slices. I mean, I don't know how many slices that is, 10 slices, maybe nine slices. <laughs> We're way more divided up in our mental real estate than nine slices. But those are your slices. But if you ask, I once asked uh, at a group of kids here, university, and I asked them, please, uh, how many slices would you put your sexuality as far as taking up mental real estate? So one girl raised her hand and said, a whole chart. Another guy raised his hand and said, well, you can leave one triangle out because I'm an athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you're an athlete. He's like, how else would I attract women? So I was like, so that slice too? And he's like, I guess. <laughs> you know, but you understand. It just, it just, you don't have control over that. It you. If you don't have power over that, you're not powerful. You're just not powerful. And, and when you get your life together and take your life into your own hands, okay, also no, no pun intended, you take your life into your own hands and take control over yourself, what happens when you take control over yourself is you get your personal power. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.